Welcome back, listeners, to The Crossing Part 2. Yes, this time, I remember to hit record. <laughs> I'm not hitting that button with... <laughs> not going without hitting that. Oh, my God. I am so, so sorry for yesterday. Don't worry, mate. Oh, my God. Oh. Um, did you end up having a good day for the rest of the day, though? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, thank you. Oh. <laughs> Oh, so mortified. Just like you said, that the last like half hour of recording, that last little bit was was perfect. Yep. We 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 had loads to talk about, and that yep. lost forever for all time yeah. uh, in yeah. a crossing somewhere. Space time, the ever expanding frontier. These are the records. Yeah, right. Well, we'll finish this off. Actually, we, we got quite far. We're we're right. really near the end. Um, we've just okay. got. Um, we actually missed it actually the last time so we we can go back and see this it's the flocks goes to hoshi's quarters bit where the the hisp uh hoshi wisp is sort of pretending oh, yes. to be injured and then she tries yep. to take over and yep. all that kind of stuff um uh, to pole getting taken over and sort of figuring out there is actually something bad yep. then the cat walks in where we were talking about travis not noticing anything yep uh, and then uh flocks in the uv suit and then independence day and that's pretty much all we all we missed. So that's not cool. too bad, not really. Too bad, no. No. Uh, we left off talking about uh, Captain um, uh, Captain Porthos, as if oh, yes. he was talking over, uh, taken over, and was talking to, to Archer. Um, so yeah, so that's where we'll be moving on from. So yes, so uh, I'm going to record something separately just to uh, tell the listeners that this why there's a slight difference in the conversation. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're we're in with Flux, and he gets a call from uh, Hisp or uh, Hoshi yes. Wisp, um, yep. and uh, she pretends she's broken her leg. She hasn't actually, and there's yep. a bit of a fight. He takes her down, and he walks away like a boss. That's all I've written down. <laughs> He's like, yes, I'm, I'm perfectly fine as he wipes the blood away with the back of his yes. hand. Oh, he knew he was on, on fire. Um, just any thoughts? Because this is probably the first aggressive move that, yes. uh, that the wisps have taken. Um, so any thoughts on that scene? I, I really like the scene because I think you're right. What it does is it, it, it finally breaks the sort of, are they good, are they bad? Mm-hmm. We now know. There's no doubt about this. They're obviously trying to, they're up to say. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, I think you're right. Um, Flox is is pretty uh, pretty badass in this one, isn't he? Mm. Don't muck about because it, it doesn't come across to me as a very sort of sort of not strong. I don't know what the right word is. He's not like he's not aggressive at all, is he? So, mm. but he really did. Uh, he went for it, didn't he? Yeah, he he took that took a leg and she was yeah. kicking out and then he just went hyper spray down yep. and he was he was out <laughs> um, in and out in two minutes. He was absolutely yep. fine. But like even when he approached the, the door and he was like, yes. I'm armed, you know, if you're yes. near the door, you better step away. Um, he was probably going for it. You know, that was yeah. that military training he was talking about yes, the other, course, the other yeah. week. Um, so it was a callback there for, for a bit of Flock's backstory. <laughs> um, we then get another crew member who is sort of taken over. But again, we've got Vul- Vulcan physiology. It doesn't quite work yeah. the same way as humans. Um, so Topol is sort of entered, but she's not walking so she's catatonic in some way yes, yes. but she will eventually find out that there is some uh, nefarious plan uh, afoot and they want to take over the crew and sort of uh, replace them uh, yes. i'm not entirely sure what the idea of the gambit is there because if they then take over the bodies where what are they going to do with the other wisps do the wisps just mm. sort of stay in the side of their ship but then they're going to be walking around their big manta ray ship i mean it doesn't really 
I don't no, know why that makes sense. No, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. I mean, why are they taking over the bodies? I mean, other than wanting to experience like a physical existence, mm. they could have done that in a much more conciliatory, oh God, a much <laughs> more um, kind way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they could have asked, basically. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a strange one because, you know, what are they going to do with that? What What's the point? Yeah, their justification is the ship was breaking down. Ah, but, yes, of course, yeah. but if they've got warp six, because obviously yeah. we found out they can outrun the Enterprise, and the Enterprise has come across quite a few species already in just yeah. a year and a half, um, why not go to a, a local planet and yeah. you know uh, send a few wisps down? Because we know they can travel through space because they went through the side of the Enterprise, took over trip, and then came back. Um, you know, go down, see if that species is um, uh, possible for crossing. Yep. If they're not, get back in the ship and go on to another place. They'll, yep. they'll find someone soon enough. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't follow why they would need a ship. No, no, yeah. it doesn't. You're right. It's a strange one, isn't it? It's um, mm. as you say. I mean, the, the, but the ship's breaking down. I mean, again, you know, why the aggressive move? Why not mm. just ask for some help? Yeah. You know. Yeah. They've got trip. I mean, they've they've experienced trip's memories. Yeah, he he's he has said on several occasions and has proven on several occasions he's worked on alien ships that yeah. he's never seen before. Yeah, why not just have him fix the ship? Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's yeah, you're right. That's the it, whole episode destroyed, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, <laughs> destroyed like two torpedoes flying through the mouth of a ship, <laughs> exactly, yeah. which we'll come to in a minute. Uh, they're in the catwalk, and we find out yeah. the trip is actually um, he's been taken over. He's a pod person, and he's been listening to the whole plan. And uh, Travis doesn't um, challenge him on it. We mentioned we mentioned this in the last recording uh, or non-recording, as I should say. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Travis doesn't actually stop him. He doesn't think to question. Like he still treats him as though he is Trip. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Mm. I mean, it's so bizarre. You would think that everyone would be on sort of alert to make sure <laughs> that you know there isn't anybody that's been taken over. You know, there would be any sort of oddness, and you'd be mm-hmm. like, right, they must have been taken over. That's it. But not Trip. Uh, not um, Travis. He just sort of like, oh, sir, sir, <laughs> sir, what are you doing, sir, sir? <laughs> You can't go out there, sir. It's just very dangerous. Don't you realise why we've done this? <laughs> it's very, very weird. Um, it is. No, I can't justify it. There's literally no, no reason for him to do I mean, he might have thought that because he was inside the Osmian yeah. catwalk that it, it nothing could have got in, but he didn't even think that maybe he was taken over before he got in the catwalk. Yeah, it, exactly, it's yeah. very, very strange. Um, now we get... Uh, Flox acting like a boss for a second time as he gets the EV suit on yes. and they're going to release the toxin and we get the uh, Star Trek trope of the reboot. The switch yes. it on, uh, switch it off, switch it on yeah. again, or in this case, kill the crew and then wake them up again. <laughs> and uh, we get uh, Tisp, uh, who has just yep. left the catwalk and there's a bit of a fisticuffs fight. Yep. We, the whole thing with Flox sort of showing off and saying that, you know, he's, he's very well known for his dexterous hands and all this sort of stuff that yeah. I'll be absolutely fine with my, with my uh, gloves on and things like this. Um, yeah. Again, not strong, as you say, like not an aggressive person. So he doesn't have physical strength, but he's very smart. He figures out yeah. ways of thwarting trip by like, you know, gassing him whilst he's pulling yeah. the handle and things like this. Um, a lot better than what trip did with uh, Kanama, um yes. grabbing, grabbing the handcuffs and hitting the Norskan over the back of the head. <laughs> uh, any thoughts on, on sort of Flox's uh, his heroism? Well, I was most impressed with the bit, I think there's when they're fighting, he gets, he gets the, um, the cover and just mm. smashes Trip 
It's like it is still Trip's body, man. <laughs> it's not, yeah, not completely not Trip. It's poor old Trip. I mean, I bet he next couple of days he had a raging headache. <laughs> well, thanks very or, much, Flox. Or maybe you know he thought right if I hit him at this angle, it's a fractured nose. It's possibly yeah. you know uh, a, you know a fractured cheek. Maybe if yeah. he gets him that way, he can fix that. The osmotic eel can deal with that, and then he'll go somewhere <laughs> else. Um, so he could probably figure that one out. But yeah, um, he was probably going for like the wrestler, wasn't it? WWE, WWF, uh, yeah. kind of smack down on the back of his head. I almost expected him once he was on the floor to just keep going until yeah, Trish just, was... ah, <laughs> I just finally lost the plot. Off, you know, I've had enough. I just can't say it. <laughs> everyone in the catwalk is watching him on one of the camera yeah. feeds. It's like, oh my God, Flux, he's down. Just leave him alone. Just get on with it. Um, but... Uh, the fact that they've have to go through this whole process of venting gas and all this sort of stuff. I wondered if it was a, uh, a callback to acquisition where they all got mm. gasped by the Ferengi and uh, you know, they put all these redundant features in and yeah. now they've got to switch them all off again. Cause now they need to gas everybody. Um, so, you know, possibly it was a, a callback to acquisition. I don't know. Um, yeah. The enterprise, uh, it does get away and they've managed yep. to start uh, choking the crew. And we kind of think that everyone's back. You know, just because Trip gets up and he was absolutely fine, uh, we were okay. Um, so the Enterprise flies off, but then turns back to pole fires the missiles into the mouth. And as I said last time when we were recording, this definitely Independence Day for me. Yeah, definitely. I, I was <laughs> definitely, definitely hope, hoping for like a computer virus or something. Yeah. But hey, just fire the missiles. It's absolutely fine. Um, but Reed didn't get to do it. I just no. remembered. We didn't mention this last time. Reed didn't actually get to blow anything up. Is that a read? What's the what's the opposite of a hatred? Is it a sort of pity? A read? A, a ritty? <laughs> a pretty? A, a pretty? pretty. <laughs> Poor old Reed. He must be absolutely sick, mustn't he? He's like, wait a minute, you didn't just blow up a small thing. You blew up an entire ship. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh come on. So now he's he's going to make up for that. Like as yeah. the episodes go on, if he has to blow up more and more things, that's what he's after. Yeah. Um. The crew wakes up. Uh, everyone's fine. Again, yep. we, we have no real measure of that. We just see Trip getting up and uh, he's whining about how he saw the biggest barbecue and the biggest ribs he's ever seen. As uh, as Flock says, we've got lots of doors to open. Yep. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> There's no like yep. end scene in the mess no. deck of like, oh, that was a bit nuts, wasn't it? Um, we're just being <laughs> taken over. Non-corporeal beings, maybe we'll check them off the list. We don't have to make yeah. contact every time. Uh, just any thoughts on on the scene? Should there have been more? Yeah, sort of. I know what you mean, actually. Yeah, sort of like, I mean, even if they had a bit where everyone was swapping stories about what they saw when they were non-corporeal, that had been interesting. Mm. You know, I saw ribs and someone else saw loads of coleslaw. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, just, so, just to end it, you know. Oh, bloody hell, that was weird. As you say, that was that was weird. <laughs> it's very strange. But um, as I said in the last one, uh, where we tried to do it uh, yesterday, um, I was wondering if they were trying to set up their own Borg, their own mm. adversary that we're going to come back to. Because as I say, we've seen them traveling in space. So if they destroy the ship, it doesn't yeah. necessarily follow that they've destroyed these wisps, um, no. that they are still out there. And yeah. it's highly possible that another ship coming through this sector, mm. years, months in the yeah. time, um would come across them they fly into the ship they manage to find one or two crew members they can take over the rest of the wisps are hiding inside the ship and 
the enterprise could come across them again in the yeah. future and you go go the horror route as i was mentioning earlier yeah. with the with dead stop when we sort yes. of see that the ship repairing itself yes. um and, you know the allusion to possibly more stories again um obviously this will come into our um you know uh, expansions and things whether we want something like that to happen but I wondered why they didn't do that, why they didn't mm. give the the kind of, uh, it's not all over. Da, da, da. Um, yeah, it's strange, isn't it? They, they, I mean, they just don't seem to do that sort of thing, do they? They don't seem to offer themselves opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's a simple thing. You don't have to do anything with it. No. You know, but if it's there, mm. it's, you know, it's an option. Yeah. When you think of um, uh, conspiracy in uh, TNG, when they, they say that there was a signal being sent and you just hear the coded kind of Morse code message and that's it. I mean, yeah, it's never come back. I know lots of books have tried to retcon it and all this kind of stuff, but it, it never officially came back. You know, I know that they eventually went the Borg angle and then yeah. after that, you know, a couple of parasites who can get inside your neck, it's not really that appealing, really, is it? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's there. It, you could easily mine it for anything. Um, but that's it for the episode on the it crossing. Is. is there anything else you want to say about the crossing whilst we are recording? And so it would. <laughs> um, no, not really. Um, I think it's an all right episode. As I said, I think I might have said in our, our previously aborted recording, it's it sits between Canamar and Judgment, mm-hmm. and that makes it better. <laughs> yeah, and it maybe it is. I, I quite enjoy it. I, it's not an episode I would skip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you that's could not come a massive uh, <laughs> thing to say, is it? But it's, you know, I, I quite enjoy it. I would definitely skip Judgment. Mm-hmm. I would definitely skip Canamar. But no, I, I, I enjoy this one. It's all right. Yeah. We had the massive turd sandwich. Uh, and I think we mentioned this last time again. I'm trying to like remember all the points we said because it was such a good recording, everybody. Honestly, it was like <laughs> one of the best. We were, we were coming up with points and everything. Um, but yeah you've had the the massive turd sandwich at the beginning of season two and then you've had these sort of entrees of little turd sandwiches as we're going through and just 2152 has just not been the best year for star trek um uh, whether you're thinking of it as tv show or history so we go on to the next criteria because we've located the episode in time um so we go on to c for consequences your analogy is very colorful captain but i question whether it addresses the consequences Consequences, 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 consequences. The concept of learning from one's mistakes shouldn't be difficult for a Vulcan of your wisdom to understand, Ambassador. I don't wish to contradict Captain Archer. But learning from one's mistakes is hardly exclusive to humans. Now, consequences. Is there anything that comes from this? I don't think so. I can't think of anything. As you say, I mean, the, the possibility was to put that little bit in the end mm. where they sort of re, you know, resort themselves out and get ready to go. Mm. But that doesn't happen. So there's no sort of potential consequences even. It's just another mm. story, another moment in the, in the crew, you know, in the crew's existence. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, it's moved on from pretty quickly. So no, I don't think there's any consequences. Yeah. Um, as I said yesterday, and I sort of had time to think about it, the only thing I could think would be that there would be protocols drawn up on first contact with non-corporeal life forms. Mm, yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe. 
but it's not mentioned again we didn't get the scene you just said like it's people swapping stories maybe even survivor stories of people who were taken over um it's not really seen as as anything it's easily forgotten i don't think this episode ever gets referenced again does it i don't think so i can't remember it being referenced at all hmm I was wondering if there was another episode, because there are other episodes where they meet non-corporeal life forms, but they never seem to reference back to the crossings, like, oh, we had a bad time that time. Yeah. This could be better, that kind of thing. Um, So, yeah, no consequences whatsoever. Uh, Alterations and expansions. You know, we've said we enjoyed it. You don't have to necessarily alter the entire episode, but is there anything that you would want to see perhaps come back to? Would you have wanted to see the crossing aliens again? I don't know if I would. I wouldn't have been like devastated if they came back, mm-hmm. but I can't say I was, I would, you know, sort of on, on, on the edge of my seat waiting for them to return. <laughs> um, alterations really. I mean, the only alteration I think I'd make, I, I think, as I say, I think it's an all right episode. And with all these episodes, you know, you could, you could go on for hours about alterations and sort mm-hmm. of rewrite the, the show and everything, you know, I would definitely turn Malcolm down a little bit. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's just not, you know, I don't know. I mean, I just think like, I, I find it weird that a, a non-corporeal alien would be quite so obsessed yep. and quite sort of so creepy. I, mean, I don't know if he's sort of <laughs> slightly influenced by the, the you know, by the whoever you, you um, cross with. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, like, you know, that sounds more like Reed than it does an alien, really. A non-corporeal <laughs> alien has never experienced a sort of physical being and, yeah, mm. why why would they be that interested? Yeah. As we said in the last recording, and thank goodness we kept that bit because you're absolutely right when you said it. Um, that there's no difference. Like you no. could easily see this as just the bad Friday for for Reed, yeah. or a typical Friday for Reed, I should say. Um, but yeah, when I was thinking of the the color changes it, when we've had blue and yellow and all this sort of thing, whether they were going to go for you know, every wisp has its own color and it was going to be like, as I mentioned at the beginning, the green lantern stuff, um, you know, was every color going to be a different wisp or an aspect of personality? Uh, Reed just happened to get the perverted one. Uh, yeah. Trip Trip got the really hungry one because uh, yeah. it was all about ribs and everything like that. And uh, Rostov got the really dumb one and yeah. uh, Hoshi was the manipulative one. So there we go. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, it's, with taking out that scene or at least, playing that scene in a different way like i said um last time they seem to be tactically taking out people one by one as if you were assaulting the enterprise so you take out the engines you take out um uh, certain (laughs) uh, they took out the flocks first or they were trying to take flocks that failed so now we take out the weapons take out the weapons you take out hoshi so they can't talk to each other and so on and so on had his scene been there he was playing around with the torpedoes or deactivating the torpedoes um, and then that gives the Enterprise crew an inlet of saying, oh, wait a minute, their ship must be vulnerable to the torpedoes. And they figure that out. I think that could have been a better way of it. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Going for that going for that sort of sexy Trek angle, the creepy sexy yeah. Trek, it's just another time where Enterprise has just gone for not even the obvious thing, but just the sleazy thing first. Yeah. Yeah. Just very weird. Um, so from alterations, expansions, we go to recommendations. Do we recommend this as a, a good episode of Star Trek. I'm a little bit torn because I don't think it's a bad episode of Star Trek. I, I don't think I would recommend it because it's just not quite good enough. Mm-hmm. 
it's it's there. I like the idea. The print, the premise is really good. Mm. It's non-corporeal beings. You know, they don't know. They sort of get taken in to this massive ship. You know, they're they're, they're helpless, and they have to sort of hope that they're not going to be, you know, attacked and and destroyed or whatever. You know, mm. but it doesn't quite do it. It doesn't. It, you know, there's not enough tension in it. I think maybe. Mm. You know, there's that there's yeah. a bit where you know obviously with Hoshi and with with um Tapol when Tapol finds out you know so there's a there's that but it just doesn't quite sort of ramp anything up it doesn't from that point you could almost see it like become quite a sort of thriller you know where, mm. where they're, they're desperately trying to stop the aliens taking over before too many people have been taken over and and all stuff like that and but it doesn't ever quite do that it's 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 a bit plodding mm. but mm. it's not a bad episode it's, it's all right yeah um, but i don't think i would recommend it to to star trek fans no yeah no I, i'm the same for, for all the same reasons it it is very stock we have the switch them off switching on again resolved to the, the plot uh it's resolved by firing some torpedoes there isn't some smart solution or anything like that um, had it been a computer virus, I think it might have been a more interesting thing. They shut the ship down so they can't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, something like that. Um, yeah, I just I can't. It's not going to be in my top 10. It's not going to be in my top 50. You know, it's it's still there, but it's not going to be a great one. There are so much worse episodes, so it does get there, elevated there are, yeah. slowly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's the better part of season two, as we've been saying quite a few times. That should be the T-shirt for this season. Yeah. There are some really good ones. Just wait. Um, <laughs> uh, so do we recommend to non-Star Trek fans? No, again, it's just not. I mean, it, it, it's it's a very Star Trek episode in that, you know, they turn up, something happens, they deal with it, they go away again. <laughs> so in that that sense, it's a very sort of traditional star trek episode but it's just not quite good enough to you know i don't think i don't think it would be the thing that would get someone to go oh i'll watch more of this mm-hmm. I, I also think though it wouldn't be the thing that would say i'm not going to watch this again mm. it's do you know what i mean it's in that sort of weird zone yeah no yeah it's not an i quit star trek episode <laughs> but it's not a, i start watching star trek episode <laughs> We are stealing a lot from lots of other podcasts. If you never yeah. notice, yeah. yeah, like Measure of a Fan. You know, we've yep. been talking about uh, Goblin Reed, fancy, yes. fantastic. Uh, yeah, I quit Star Trek. Um, trying to think of anyone. Snap Trek, we often do Snapchat, as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you know, we haven't told Tyler to take his headphones off since Catwalk, so we're okay That's there. Right. Yeah, because um, <laughs> he doesn't listen to it anyway because he doesn't want to get spoilers. So, uh, um, yeah, yeah. That everyone makes such good points. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this one again. It's other than the read scene, I think that would be the only thing that would put people off from possibly watching. Yeah, that's anymore. true. Yeah, yeah. If not Star Trek, but Enterprise at least. Yeah. Um, that whole line of you know, are you aware you're the most beautiful woman on the ship? Is like doesn't. Yeah, you're. You've been taken over by a non-corporeal entity. So yeah. what? What is his frame of reference? Exactly. Like, it yeah. Doesn't make any yeah, sense. You're so right. I mean, that's true. You know, that, you know. And why would a non-corporeal being find the things that that corporeal beings find attractive attractive? You know. Yeah. Unless it's what you were saying, where he they take on elements of the host, mm. and that's what Reed was thinking, yeah. and so therefore it takes that with him. I don't quite understand how that yeah. worked. Um, but yeah, very strange, very strange indeed. 
And that's it. We have actually yep. recorded it. We've got the episode. Yes. It's in the can. I am so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> I will oh forgive my God. you one day. Yes. Okay. Uh, by at least, well, you've got uh, 400 years of history to come. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. anywhere in that 400 years, if, if you do want to f- feel the need to forgive me, you don't have to. Um, you can hold it against me for the rest of time. I don't mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that is it. So we go into our triple S, our sales and setup for the next week. Uh, so uh, where can people find you, Dan? They can find me on Twitter. They can find me at Academic Trek 47. Um, and they can find the podcast where they find podcasts. And he's a, trick. you're a professional podcaster because I bet you've never forgotten to hit record. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't use um, Zoom. Mm. I use Zencaster. Oh, really? Yeah, and that sort of you sort of have to record that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is that so? Is that through sort of academic work? No, no. It's just a, just found it and. Um, it it allows you. To, uh, the problem with it is, I think you can only record like three hours a month for free. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it works really well, and it, it it records two separate ones for you and stuff like that. So you have got the the each each um, oh, person nice. a separate um, mm. separate uh, what's the word channel. The audio channel? Yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. Oh, yeah. nice. Oh. That's probably a good one to go for it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yep. So speaking of podcasts as well, uh, I'll be doing my sales bit. Uh, join yep. me on whether it's the Epsilon 3 or the Cosmic Pizza, which I host with my other two pod bros, uh, which is Paul and Sean, uh, where we talk about uh, Babylon 5 on Epsilon 3 and Cosmic Pizza is pretty much anything goes. And I still need to get you on as a guest at some point so we can oh, talk cool, academic. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, just talk about anything and everything. Uh, Cosmic Pizza is a slice of life, as we call it. You know, I've never seen Babylon Five. It's worth it's well worth it. However, okay. <laughs> we've we've just finished season one, and that yeah. can get a bit stilted and a bit jaded and a bit. It's really interesting actually watching Enterprise next to it. Mm. Lots of people always say, "Oh, it's DS Nine yeah. in another I've franchise." That, yeah, I think there's more uh, comparison because it's actually set at roughly the same time, but also low technology. So, like the humans right. haven't figured everything out. There's a lot more comparison between Babylon Five and Enterprise. Okay. Um, there are actually a few crossovers as well. Quite a lot of the actors from Babylon 5 oh, really? will find an Enterprise and vice versa. Um, there's even Silic. Uh, he was in the very first episode, just <laughs> like he was in Enterprise. So there's actually quite a lot of things. So it's well worth it. And now we're in season two. It's starting to get that traction. I think I'm also holding it against Enterprise even more right. because season two is sort of nosediving at the moment yep. and it hasn't quite come back up yet. And in, and Babylon 5 is just getting steadily and steadily better. There are a couple of little letdowns, but then it goes up. And I know that season three will get really good as the, the big story arcs will come in, uh, which is, again, something you can say about Enterprise. Yeah. So it's really <laughs> yeah. strange. Um, but there we go. Sorry, I'm, I'm selling my podcast again. Um, so uh, all that remains is the setup, the last S on our yes. Elkara system. I'm going to ask you a question. So I'm going to dip out of this recording for a second. Uh, do you want to do Judgment next week? And then we do Picard in two weeks time. So it gives you a bit more time to watch all those episodes. And we finish. Yeah, that, that might be a good idea because yeah. um, I just actually I watched the first episode of Picard mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. I was going to just skip that, but I thought, no, I'll watch that to put context. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that might be quite handy, actually. Yeah, it gives me a bit more time, yeah. A bit more time. Okay, so if we do Judgment, then next week, I'll set up that. Yeah. That also means we get to finish 2152. 
Yeah. Uh, we do Picard and then we'll come back into 2153 and start a brand new year after we've done with Picard. So okay. it, it narratively also kind of works yeah. for our show as well. Um, yeah, Mabs. Oh, what did you want? Xbox. You want Xbox. Okay. Uh, I will grab your controller in two seconds. Daddy's just got to do this sign out. All right. Uh, okay, so... All that remains is to set up the next week's episode. So join us next time for season three, episode 45, season two, episode 19. Yes, my son is still here. So it's the second day of recording, but he is still here because uh, it's the standard policy for school for 48 hours after uh, what he had, uh, which was very explosive. There was lot, <laughs> lot, lots of cleaning, everybody. Um, <laughs> it just rolled his eyes at me. Well done. A four-year-old just rolled his eyes at me. Um, <laughs> So, yes, sorry, season three, episode 45 of the podcast, season two, episode 19 of Enterprise, as we go to judgment and we say goodbye to 2152, as it is the last episode of the year, uh, yes. which means that our next, next Nexus Nights uh, will be a roundup of 2152. Yes, and uh, all of the turd sandwiches therein. Yes, I'm going to say it's not going to, I don't know that it's going to be overly positive. No, strangely no. enough. Um, but there we go. Um and then after that, there may be some other timey-wimey adventures before we come back to Enterprise, yes. but we will keep you posted. Yes. So join us for Judgment next week. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening, and we'll see you in the next time stream. We certainly will. Thank you very much. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please remember to like, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to it. If you would like to be a guest in the future or give feedback, you can contact me by either searching for the Temple Trek Podcast Facebook page or find me on Twitter at Rider underscore Coattail. Also search The Temple Trek Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram at Daniel underscore Hitch underscore Writer. Scripted elements of the show are a work of pure fan fiction, and any views and opinions expressed in the episode discussions are my own or that of the guest. They do not reflect the rights holders of Star Trek. Any Star Trek sound effects or music are used under the terms of fair use and are not my own work. The intro music, Birthright by Audio Binger, is royalty-free from the Free Music Archive. Check out their work and others at freemusicarchive.com. The Temple Trek is a free podcast with no Patreon or sponsorship. However, if you would like to support the show, you can find my books by searching Daniel Peter Hitch on Amazon. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you in the next time stream.